Hello and welcome to the 108th roundup of our PPC Chat Twitter discussion that happens on Tuesdays at 5pm GMT. I'm your host Anu, I'm the founder of MindSwan, a company through which I aim to share my ideas about paid search paid search, especially automation, um, paid media, my passion for doing digital reporting well through a tool that is already on everybody's laptop. Yes, that's right. It's Microsoft Excel. So if you want a free consultancy about what I can do for you in regards to paid media, implementing scripts, or even cutting your spend or your data analysis tool, just send me a message at hello at mindswan.com or get to me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram with the handle mindswan ppc. And to also mention our, um, our newer uh, a profile instagram profile ppc chat underscore twitter underscore roundup where you can find um yeah little snippets of um the previous uh, roundups the previous podcasts as well as some quotes so some amazing expert quotes that we've had on um, the past discussions i really feel it's worth um looking through that so they can just get some nice inspirations for whatever it is that you're doing even if it, even if it's not a topic that we've covered um recently so yeah this week again um recording from my lovely house um in uh, what i feel like it's the middle of a countryside but it's not quite i mean like zone is it three i think lee and grove park of london is um zone three of um london which means that we're quite close to the center but um not quite in the center at all um so i'm still in an area that's got loads of greenery listening to hearing loads of birds singing in the air so yeah that's been a nice accompaniment for my working from home that i've been doing since um yeah the beginning of lockdown and um yeah it's good that i'm really enjoying those birds singing because i might have to like deal with them and um have them for company till the end of the year for my working situation anyway i'm grateful to have a job and to hear birds sing so this is that was definitely not a complaint and more of of a positive of my situation Anyway, so in this week, we have um, Julie Bacini leading us in a nice and lighter chat about targeting and how it's getting harder. I say lighter because, yes, we did talk about the social um, situation going on and how advertising fits in the middle of that. And when we say social situation with, um, you know, the unfortunate and very devastating death of a black person at the hands of a white police officer, um... And yeah, just, um, you know, we're, we're moving on to talking about more lighter stuff this week. We're still remembering that those issues are still alive and hoping that, um, yeah, people do something about it and the right people do something about it. And that's all I'll say on the matter tonight. So we're covering keywords and audience targeting. Um, and yeah, only one of which I feel more qualified to talk about. Uh, but yeah, keep listening to find out which one of those it is. You might already know which one it is from my introduction and what my expertise has always been. Anyway, so Julie now asks us, asks us um, hello and thank you for joining me. Today we're going to talk about targeting is getting harder and discussion and discuss keywords, Google ads and audiences, Facebook. But as usual, she starts us off with like a nice um, and gentle, how are you all doing today? Um, Sarah Scarf answers saying today I'm having a really good day. I've gotten loads done, planned loads more, gained a new client and I'm looking forward to hosting virtual rainbows this evening where we're making sweet treats. I hope everyone else is having a good day. Yeah, that sounds like a very good way to spend a Tuesday. Um, and then, yeah, Steve Hammer goes, I'm doing better than broad match keywords. <laughs> and when Brown, really good day today. I had a call with a potential client that I would love for us to win. Ready for June to pour down awesome news. Lovely. Colin Slattery replies, um, howdy, PPC friends. Not sure we'll be, uh, I'll be here for the whole 
whole thing, but I hope to follow along. I'm alive and healthy, so I'll take it. PPC work related frustration seems not so important considering everything else going on. Zim replies, all the better for being able to join some of PPC chat today. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, you've got, um, yeah, Anna Blanken, um, someone we've not seen on this chat for a while, saying um, I'm just hanging out today for observation, but I'm doing well. Kemi Karras goes, good morning, running a little slow this morning. Um, I go, yes, doing good, but hoping London hasn't seen the last of hot summer because, um, yeah, well, uh, last of hot summer days because it's already getting a bit chilly around here, definitely. Julie goes, I'm doing okay this week, but it is like so many weeks since March. I'm a bit all over the place emotionally, doing my best to roll with things and try to be kind, try to be kind to myself. Yes, that's very important. Julie then goes on to our first question saying, have you noticed that keyword matching has gotten worse, matching to more irrelevant or questionable things in Google ads lately? If so, what are you seeing? I think for me, what I'm seeing is that close variances, yeah, picking up a lot of weird stuff and um, stuff that even like the client is even like, starting to notice on now that we've got like a new way of working where they have access to the accounts. Um, so yes, it's it's very interesting um, to see that going on. Yeah, it's just making budget splits and planning more difficult. And right now what I'm doing is actually working on a classic um, Brain Lab scripts to help with this. Um, this that's a script that if you want to just search for making exact, exact again, um, and that's some on search engine land. And that's one I've used in the past and it's always a good one to use. Julia Vice replies to question one saying, yes, mostly it's brand terms matching with their generic product, which is good, question mark, um, but messes up brand generic budget setups. Colin Slattery replies, oh boy, is it time to break out my waste rant again? The match types are getting worse and they're getting worse because Google wants to reduce ROAS on the platform so they can make more money. They're doing that by stuffing waste into campaigns. El Chase replies, Google is running with scissors essentially. Match types have almost become irrelevant and keeping up with negatives has become much more of my process than it used to be. Steve Hammer replies very much so. Noted earlier that I'm seeing matches with omitted words, blue widget matching blue widget systems. It's a massive change in intent. And that's the that's our biggest thing, the whole change in intent. We get what Google is trying to do, make more money to whatever business tries to do. But yeah, Google, you know, if you're going to change the intent, it's not really great. And so James Voboda replies to question one saying, yes, many accounts started getting notice noticeably worse in March, conversion rates and cost per conversions getting worse along the way. Case in point is this extremely reliable and stable client until recently. And yes, his cost per conversions just started, you know, spiking up in February, uh, March, and then even worse in April, starting to go down a little bit in May. Oh, Lord, I hope they recover from that quickly. Um, Sarah Scarf then replies saying it's not been good for a while. Every every relaxation around what exact phrase and broad really means has um, made keyword matching harder and harder. Um, so yeah, I'll say that again. It's not been good for a while. Every relaxation around what exact phrase and broad really means has made keyword matching harder and harder. Intent or implied intent is far harder now than it has ever been. Julie Bicini replies, I'm seeing a very broad interpretation of what is a close variance. I have one client that sells chemicals and the way that different chemicals are matching to other chemicals is nuts. 
And then we've got Colin Slattery giving another answer to question one, saying every advertiser getting an eight times ROAS is something Google views as a failure because some of that profitability is money they want in their pocket. There are two um, that can lower ROAS for advertisers. There are two ways they can ro- lower ROAS for advertisers. One, monetize waste and force it on advertisers. Two, raise CPCs. Um, and then, yeah, Kami Karras replies, yep, and in some accounts, it's overwhelming, overwhelmingly deciding where to begin. And those down recommendations are really beyond annoying, but informative on what Google AI thinks is relevant, very much so. El Chase, um, when El Chase replied to question one, saying Google is running with scissors, essentially, match types have almost become irrelevant. Um, yeah, and then Julia Vice replies, preach, my public sector clients already have bonkers expectations around brand safety, so WTF do I do with this? They just go, they've just got their heads around what a negative keyword even is. So yeah, that can be difficult to explain to clients. And then Colin Slattery goes on and says, Google is going doing both of these things. Google's long-term goal is to drive down rowers to the lowest level possible while preventing a mass exodus from the platform because the lower the rowers, the more profit margin for Google. So yeah, nice way of putting more money into their pocket. Steve Gibson replies to question one saying it feels like it's gotten worse. The cynic in me wonders if this is Google's way of creating more competition for ad inventory to make up for lower demand revenue during lockdown, but surely not. Doing that would be evil. Um, and then, yeah, we've got Dwayne Brown replying, um, other than last summer when it was really bad for our toy clients, clients have not seen the super bad matching we've seen other tweet, others tweet about. We have been lucky in that regards. Um, Steve Hammer replies to that saying, are you doing extensive builds, lots of keywords or very exact match, etc.? Do you think it's defensive that you've found or just actual luck? And then Dwayne replies, we do exact and BMM across clients, either engramming, shopping, and or pulling other data to figure out what we build, then using DSA to sweep and pick up other keywords. DSA is a great, but DSA is great, but we still um, do build tons of keywords when it makes sense. It's a combo of luck and negative keywords. And continue on for that, Steve, Steve goes, one of the things that I think they try to do that's positive is match query to search term if it's in the account. So that kind of extensive build would help, I'd gather. I do a f- fair amount of B2B. I do a fair amount of B2B and that's nearly impossible there because of low search volume. And doing replies to that, Google does at times we see brand creep into DSA for five minutes of work, might as well apply all current keyword as a negative in the DSA campaign. And then in reply to question one, Sarah Scarf goes, however, all targeting in Google is problematic, geotargeting, placement targeting. I have both set up in a number of accounts and I'm seeing adverts serving where they shouldn't be. It's not just keyword targeting making life difficult. And in replying to question one, Mark Salter rarely replies saying, so this article that Greg Finn wrote is actually from one of my clients as I have seen in the wild. I have been seeing Google drop important modifiers that separate um, bottom of funnel from top of funnel keywords like system, so- like system software tools, etc. across clients. And yes, that's a link to um, an article that says, is Google ads close variant matching moving further apart? So yeah. I will put that link in our description, in um, the description on my website. Um, and then, yeah, Julie goes on to question two saying, does match type seem to have any bearing on how queries are being matched on Google ads? 
And an interesting thread that I've come across here is um, when Sarah Scarf um, replied to question one saying, however, all targeting in Google is problematic, geotargeting, placement targeting, etc. Um, Julie replies, do not get me started on how much app traffic you are forced to take, even if you exclude every single app option to exclude. Sarah replies, sounds like I just did, but agreed the fact Google keeps changing how you exclude app traffic. Yeah is quite annoying um but i believe that yeah colin slattery then replies to that saying it's a feature not a bug because app traffic is broadly worthless and no one will pay for it google decided that it needed to make money off it anyway so they are forcing it on advertisers with no ability to actually completely remove it yes yeah, so that's like all those um extra search queries um that you see where you when you go on the onto the search query report you see your keywords and then you see a whole bunch of keywords that is just under grouped under other other keywords and it gives a high impression a high number of impression the higher clicks and you can't exactly exclude it because it's not actually giving you the keywords on the net i feel that could be app traffic as well <laughs> who knows um and then yeah julia vice replies to question two saying it's getting harder to tell the difference um particularly factoring voice search i tell google to call alex and dot 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 <laughs> And she puts in a lot of very funny, um, yeah, shit squeak, shit squeak. Um, I'm not swearing. I promise. It's a show called. They spelled um, S C H I T T, um, and creek. Um, so yeah, shit squeak. If you're looking for something to watch during lockdown. Anyway, moving on. Um, Julie replies to question two saying all match types are matching to horrible queries. At least for me, I still get twitchy whenever I see the exact match close variance in query tables. Yes. I've just put a script to, yeah, remove that from one of our accounts because it's just raising too many questions now. I'll chase replies. I agree with Julia Vice in that it is getting more difficult to tell the difference. I am also, um, seeing just horrible match types on some brands it really depends on the brand and products and then julia continues saying and also we had a hard enough time already competitors trademarking generic terms weird no vowel brand names make this easier google um then yeah mark saltarelli replies to question two saying match types is a farce nowadays aside from close variant matching being problematic i'll have a query that should map to a mod broad keyword map to a, the exact version of the keyword word as a close variant which really messes up reporting yes we have that as well mapping just goes to the highest bid yep and that's what it's always been and that's why with, like, with a previous client we actually had like you know the bidding strategy and made sure exact match had a higher cpc than the broad match but then when you start optimizing towards conversions and changing cpcs towards um cpa yeah that could also switch around as well so it's a tricky one and i don't have a a specific answer for it um as in replies to julie's answer where julie had said all match types are matching to horrible queries as in replies close variants seem to be much less closer than when they were first introduced in my experience yeah definitely and that's what um the article that greg finn wrote is about Kamik Harris then replies to question two saying, I feel like Google wants to make it harder on agencies and people who really fine tune, like what does it even matter? <laughs> so yes, just the whole annoying stuff. Um, and then James, James Verboda replies to question two saying, the search term to keyword logic has changed so much recently. Simplest explanation, exact is equals to what BMM used to be without adding extra words. BMM is exact, but adding extra words to your term. Phrase is BMM with some words, order logic, broad, WTF. Just literally, we have no idea what broad is anymore. 
because um yeah it's it's doing something else um yeah i don't even think anyone uses broad anymore and that's just pure broad and not just bmm Colin Slattery replies to question two saying the exact match close variants are so bad for most of our clients. We got exact match that are running at like four times rowers and then the conversion rates um, are sub one and using almost the same amount of budget. It's terrible. Dwayne Brown replies, we still embedded negative keywords to try and force all exact phrase match traffic to exact keywords. It's not perfect. Sometimes broad slips in, but nothing out of the ordinary. Then let's BMM act as a sweeper for everything else. A bit more work to build, but still works. And then Julie then goes on to question three saying, what are you doing to try to mitigate the impact of the loser matching that seems to be happening in Google ads? For me, it's scripts. Um, I'm, I'm actually starting to implement, I, I just about, about implemented in the close variant scripts that Brain Labs created that um, with, with whenever it runs, which I like to set it up on either on an hourly basis or a daily basis, um, it sets any keyword that has come through close variance as a negative on ad group or campaign level, whatever you set it on. And just that just does that automatically. And after a while, it just siphons everything that's close variance, which I think can be very useful. And in reply to question three, we've got Sarah Scarfs going, um, I use negative exact matching against phrase and broad keyword ad groups, but this can be a pain to set up and also the brain lab scripts, but that's a lot of steps to fix something that used to be easy. Yes, I feel the, the news, the updates of Google is just, you know, making us work a lot harder um, than we used to, even though we are already working quite hard at the beginning. So Guys, don't make this harder for us. <laughs> um, so yeah, James Verbeda replied, example of recent change, where to give my dog up for adoption on exact match um, is now equals to where to adopt a dog. Yeah, that, that does not match. It's different meanings, different intention. So Steve Hammer replies, personally, I'm moving more accounts up the matching ladder. What was BMM? I'm moving to phrase, etc. I'm a huge user of BMM, so it's big and a big P-I-T-A. I am not sure what that means. Um, Mike Saltarelli replies to question three saying my new go-to course of action of, for this close variant wasteland is A, create a master negative list of exact match, neg exact match negatives of my keywords without important modifiers like software. B, pull close variant search term reports separately. Watch PHM phrase match keywords like a hawk. Chase replies yelling at my screen screen in case it helps. <laughs> Has it? <laughs> I don't know. It would be, be good to know. I like yelling at my screen sometimes. So much negative work through um, work though now versus historically. If you ever get a client with the work American in the with the word American in the name, just know you will be extremely busy. Oh wow. Um, Julie then replies saying more frequent monitoring of queries and addition of negative keywords. I am not bothering with multiple match types nearly as much because why bother? So yeah, the match types that I've been seeing used, which is really the staple now, now is broad match and exact match. So yeah, broad match to kind of siphon more keywords and they use them as exact match keywords. And that's really worked well for several of the clients I've worked on. Julia Vice replies, I'm doing I'm just doing SQRs way more now and adding negatives along match types in my batch keywords lists list hypervigilance. Colin Slattery getting more aggressive on negative keywords and more frequent about it. Also screaming into the void, crying in my coffee and debating a new profession. No, stick it out, Colin. 
I believe in you. Um, Kami Karish replies, um, negative, 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 and overhauling our negative lists one client at a time. Um, yeah, and Julia Vice replies to James Foboda's example of a recent change where and she goes, I'm back to my old 101 deck. Google does not know the difference between milk chocolate and chocolate milk. Totally two different things. Like, but yeah, yeah, definitely something that yeah, a search term will pull will pull through for the same, like a search query will pull for the same keyword. Ah. Anyway, Steve Gibson replies a lot more frequent checking of SQRs. Um, and then, yeah, as I said, scripts to automatically add negatives and make sure regular SQRs are not getting missed and making sure we've got scripts to do, um, uh, to do use keyword uh, lists, which Dwayne talks about in a minute. And, um, yeah, also a script to make sure that you're not actually excluding, um, keywords from your negative keyword lists, um, that you actually want to bid on. Um, then Dwayne Browns, yeah, gives his tips saying time to go old school embedded negative keywords at ad group key campaign to negative keyword list majority of, of accounts we audit and win. Don't use this or stopped using it. This is how you win. Three, being ruthless on synonyms and other similar matched SQRs. And yeah, Julia um, replies to that yes to negative keyword lists. If you have a brand campaign running and excluding brand from your other campaigns, which you should do, the brand misspellings that you have to negative out will drive you batty. Yes, you've got to think of everything. Um, Dwayne continues saying that same brand or competitive keywords list always makes sense. Plus having the same negative keywords in 17 campaigns makes no sense. Yes, you know which account I'm referring to. Oh, I don't. Um, anyway, I'm sure they, that, that, have they worked together on accounts before? Um, not sure. Uh, maybe that's even just something that she's talked about in previous chats. So I replied to that as well saying definitely all for negative keyword lists, although some that have been created by my predecessors have blocked keywords I have, I've wanted to bid on. So yeah, still a massive time saving strategy, but yeah, there's, there's things you have to look out for when looking at keyword lists and um Dwayne brown replies negative keywords conflict script always saves the day for them in that case let the machine tell you what um tell you what would show and yeah that's definitely a default for me on all my accounts and Dwayne agreed that it's one of the best scripts out there and i agree with that and we've got tim halloran replying to me when i said that yeah i do use scripts um to make sure that uh, yeah i'm automatically adding close variance um searches as negatives tim kind of uh, replies that saying i know i'm late to the party of scripts but i've been researching and dabbling in them more lately especially negative keyword and placement placements so much junk i replied to that this makes me so happy never too late never too late to get on the scripts wagon um feel free to drop a tweet or dm if you have any questions about errors i'm on google right now trying to figure out a couple yes i was just trying to figure out a couple of errors of um of a script of the close variant scripts and i'm glad to say that i figured it out and you know it's not now running for one of our main um problem accounts with um close variants so yes guys as i said at the beginning of this chat send me a message send me a tweet send me a dm if you have any questions about scripts i'm your go-to person <laughs> or i will point you in the right direction of some of the amazing brains of people who have created tons and tons of scripts there are about 200 free scripts out there that you can use but it can be a bit of a minefield to get through all of them so it'll be i can point you in the, in the to a specific one depending on the problem you have james Boboda replies to question three saying rethinking and restructuring based on similar 
terms with same intent. Example, three chippers and wood chippers likely to be combined. Then segment for segment um, the for sale versions of these for intent. And lots of negative. Everything is just about lots of negatives. That's literally just should be like the main signature for every, at the end of every tweet today. Lots and lots of negative work. Julie Bicini then goes on, is um, the continued fuzzing up of keyword matching in search changing your strategies for search? If so, in what ways? If not, why not? And just to confirm, yeah, that was um, question four that I gave you there. And then we've got Scott Clark replying to question four saying, usually within a couple of weeks, you can clean up the offensive mismatches in the form of negative exact keywords. It's manageable in my opinion. Um, and then I've got Julia Weiss that just gave um, a reply um, to question four saying, starting here and a gif of the main matriarch from Shed's Creek and <laughs> going, courage people. Um, Steve Gibson replies, not fundamentally as a longtime fan of broad match. I accept there's a cost of doing business. James Verboda replies, rethinking SEO versus PPC campaign recommendations. PPC used to be about controlling your reach and quicker ramp up to reach an audience. Um, the current keyword logic is affecting conversions and wasting ad spend too much and just wasting our time too much as well. Dogar Thomas replies to question four saying, I'm all about simplifying the terms we directly target. I don't miss the days of zip code keywords and misspellings and whatnot. I really need to do a better job of looking at the redundant keywords recommendations to ID where Google is merging on close variants. Um, Steve Hammer replies, you mean other than shopping for a new link or work? Mostly kidding. <laughs> Sorry, yes, you mean other than shopping for a new line of work even. <laughs> Mostly kidding. Um, he, he continues, I'm really stressing good um, ad copy for one, uh, more audience usage, more automation if my conversions are very good. And yeah, that's reply to question four. Sarah Scarf replies, um, where I used to work stopped creating ad groups. Um, for all keyword match type phrase was cut so that when looking through SQRs on the ad group, there were a fewer to check. Um, yeah. And so um, Tim Hollery goes, Mac types in 2020 in one GIF. And that's a GIF, another shit Creek <laughs> GIF, where um, it goes, if that's not cause for alcohol. Yes, this it's, it's just confusing talking match types and working around the match types um, in 2020. Um, Mark Saltarelli replies to question four saying, I've gotten a lot tighter with my keyword lists. Um, we are spending significantly, significantly more time on negative keyword mining and I'm staggering new campaign launches tests within accounts to better control overall client performance. And yeah, Dogar Thomas replies to Steve Hammond, where Steve has said, you mean other than shopping for a new line of work? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm really stressing good ad copy for one, more audience usage and more automations if my conversions are very good. Dog replies to that, yes, I have been thinking a lot about the broadience strategy and how um, that covers a good number of sins from an SQR perspective. Um, yeah, and that was, that was on purpose, so broadience as in B-R-O-A-D-I-E-N-C-E. -E. Um, and then, yeah, continue search terms are a bit of a proxy anyway, so potential to remove that proxy. And I'll chase replies question four saying more of a workflow change, understanding it will take more work to create more negatives around your keywords to keep things where the brand needs to be. 
And then we've got Sarah Scarf replying to question um, four again, saying, I think the keyword targeting fuzziness is manageable. Guess it depends on the amount of keywords. You have SQR negative keyword lists and scripts. It's the um, it's an other fuzziness that is a bigger issue to my clients showing outside of area or alongside poor content. Yes, that'll be a, a big one. Julie replies to question four, saying, realizing that even something that seems like it has a fairly narrow focus will end up having a broader focus when it's starts running and making clients aware of this expectation setting continues to be very important um and then we've got sam replying to question three saying definitely going more aggressive on negative more aggressive use of audiences as a primary control lever more use of scripts to pass through um strs google is actively making it more difficult to eliminate crap from campaigns so gotta take what you can get definitely and then Julie then goes on to question five saying, let's switch gears to Facebook. What kinds of audiences are you using currently in Facebook? Broad, interest, lookalikes, all of the above. And this is where I have to take a backseat. So as you guys must <laughs> be aware by now, yes, I'm more on the, you know, keywords when it comes to targeting than I am uh, on the audiences. So yeah, my knowledge base is more on the keywords, not audiences. So I'll let the experts give their answers. And we start with um, Colin Slattery, where he goes, so I'm not the the biggest Facebook expert to take this <laughs> with a grain of salt. So take this with a grain of salt. But for DTC clients, I've been seeing lots of great results with um, the ATC, ICPUR, lookalike audiences of late. Yeah, those are a lot of acronyms that I am not even sure what is. So I apologize for that. <laughs> um, Mark Saltarelli goes on to um, a non-acronym full one. Um, I feel like I understand that these acronyms. Anyway, let's go. I'm really only running web remarketing. Um, um, CRM marketing, so that's um, yeah, like email marketing kind of stuff, and lookalikes. Um, so yeah, I've really, I've rarely had success with interest-based audiences, except for layering on top of lookalike audiences. And job titles have been okay for top of funnel content promo. Yes, you guys didn't even realize that I did use some. There were some acronyms in there that I just went straight into translation mode. <laughs> Julie then goes on saying, I'm using all of the above in my Facebook account. So yeah, I think like lookalikes, so all the ones that she mentioned in the question. So broad interest lookalikes and yeah, all of those. Um, and then, yeah, we've got um, Daniel Vardy replying to question five saying for B2B recently, I'm trying to use more jobs related demographics. I'm not seeing a lot of success yet. Customer match lookalikes will probably be better if Facebook lets me add them at some point. Tim Halloran replies to that saying broad interest for top of funnel demand gen stuff, tested detailed interest expansion, but I've had mixed results. Even the Facebook's pushing it hard for mixed lookalikes audience for PR intent. And then we've got Julie um, going on to question six saying, have you found that Facebook is um, picking winners more lately than when it comes to the demographics it is serving ads to? Is it showing a lot more to women, for example, or a certain age group despite your targeting? Yeah, that would be an interesting thing if they were doing that. Anyway, Sarah Scarf replies to question five saying, all of these, but custom is my absolute favorite. Um, and then Mark Seltorelli yeah, replied to... Um, Julie, where Julie had said job audiences leaves a lot to be desired on Facebook, in my experience. And that's when Daniel Vardy was talking about, yeah, using um, jobs um, related to demographics. Mark Saltarelli replies to that, saying, my big thing with job audiences on Facebook is that the titles seem to be all over the place and inconsistent with what types of titles 
are or aren't options. Um, Julia Vice replies to that saying Facebook is mostly self-declared, so there's a lot of nonsense. Um, excuse me, sorry, a lot of aspirational titles even. <laughs> so yeah, a lot of people saying, yeah, they are CEOs or founders when yeah, literally they started their company a few days ago. Um, Steve Hammer replies to that. So do I get to bag on LinkedIn here too for matching to people's side hustle? Yes. Um, and then Julie replies, can we permanently retire the term side hustle, please? Yeah. But what is it? Moonlighting? Or oh, I see something from Julia Vice, a true fact, real news. When interviewing around before joining the team I'm on now, a shady B-flat agency owned by Rand interviewed me and discussed moonlighting as if it were 19 and 81 years. And that was still a word. Wow, moonlighting? <laughs> That's a word I have not heard in a long while. Daniel Vardy replies to a question four saying, I wish Google Ads had the same process like Microsoft advertising. When we see a close variance that we don't like, we contact our reps and they submit something to break to connection for that specific Count. Hmm, interesting. I didn't know that they did that. And then we've got Julie replying to question six going, um, I feel like Facebook audience are very self-reinforcing. One client had a couple of ads that were overwhelmingly appealing to women and now everything is shown to 80% plus women despite targeting both genders and regardless of what the ad is featuring team halloran replies question six going um not really it just kind of picks on its own i can do a broad audience with no demographic fillers filters and it'll still choose the age plus gender most likely to convert i do put on those filters usually but it generally does a good job of finding that on its own um and then, yeah, we've got Sam replying to question five saying all of the above just depends on the client. Facebook is a royal PITA when it comes to certain audience types. I don't know, think PITA is, um, yeah, a paid search specific acronym there, um, but actually pretty good on others. And some of them are just brutally um, broken right now, which isn't really Facebook's fault. Um, and then, yeah, Sam continues with his question five saying, kinder. Also, I'll give Facebook some credit for their power five BS that they're, they've injected into the minds of young media buyers as some kind of panacea to all of the ills of, well, everything. It doesn't work, but it's good enough that most people don't know the difference. And in reply to that, we've got Julie Bicini going soon. We are going to be message testers, ad copy and landing pages as more and more targeting gets either taken away, black box or further fuzz it up. Yep. And so, yeah, Julie Vice replies, the black boxification is real and worries me. Me too, as well as Julie as well. It's all worrying all of us. Um, and then, yeah, we've got, um, yeah, Tim Halloran replying to, um, yeah, Sam's answers question five as well. So he marketed more towards the drop shipping part of the B2Z, B2C event diagram. Interesting concepts about non-universal justifiable. Just a nice flashy name hiding the obvious automate everything and leave it to Facebook reality of what it is. Yes, that pretty much just sounds like Google ads as well. Um, yeah, and Dogar Thomas then replies to that as well, saying um, quick check is just like good practices for campaign auditing or management sort of like introducing the drawbacks of last touch via micro moments yeah so many different thought processes on there um Dwayne Brown replies question five saying broad in a lot of cases a few accounts do really well with well thought out interesting targeting like our cannabis client um look at GA demo or audience insights in Google ads audience manager for ideas to target on Facebook 
Um, and then, yeah, Joyner also replies question six saying Facebook loves to pick winners sooner, but usually they are right. We find they have four billion people on their platforms. Um, and then, yeah, we've come to the end of our chat. Um, Julia Vice drops us with another lovely um, shit's creek um, gift going um Thank you. Um, thanks for making a lively matchmaking, matchbreaking chat today. Um, and then, yeah, she says where you can find um, the, um, yeah, the chat recast, which is on the official ppcchat.com website. So, yeah, check it out. You'll find um, historical uh, the post podcast that I've recorded and um, the blog post that Korea.com actually write about the chat as well. Um, Steve Hammer then um, signs us off with his last answer saying, um, are we at the point that we have to trust the platform's automation to turn the knobs we can't? I think we're coming pretty close. Those conversation, co those conversion pickles, <laughs> pickles, those conversion pixels had better be solid um and he continues and and a related worry for complex user journeys platform centric automation is troublesome facebook and their view throughs models that only consider search activity it's all an issue so yeah so many things for us to think about now do we want to google to keep on with the automation are we hell-bent on making sure that we are um you know removing the negative that we don't want google to show our ads against do we do we leave facebook to do audience targeting as it should or we that do we um yeah put a put a stop to that and you know edit it as we'd like we see fit and show it against audiences that we see fit there's there's a lot of ways that google is just give putting us giving us a lot more work these days in terms of targeting i remember at conferences i do this um slide where it shows what it used to be at the beginning and what it is now yeah that slide definitely needs updating because even when when i was doing the now back then lots have changed in what we do now anyway so i hope you found this talk useful took some great takeaways as usual and if you want to chat to me about this topic or any paid media or data analysis solutions just get in touch with me by sending me an email at hello at mindswan.com um and yeah following us on um, instagram with the handle ppc chat underscore twitter underscore roundup so remember for your campaigns and businesses to glide smoothly there's a lot of hard work needed beneath the surface so keep your swans kicking bye <laughs>